0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. Uh, thank you for joining us. As, as, as always the case on Fridays, I have my friend Jeff Duncan, a columnist and writer for NOLA.com and The Times speaking, somebody I admire personally and professionally and it's saints day here on Coastview. first of all let me just say how you doing jeff
1: ricky i'm doing great man uh great to be back home the saints are back home for the first time in a month and we're slowly but surely kind of getting back to normal here in new orleans it's good to see
0: you know, i noticed uh i think nola.com put a uh um, put a series of like social media uh, comments that different players had had done. Some playing with their dogs that they hadn't seen for a month and others just glad to be back in the city. Um, You forget, man. I mean, look, I mean, any, let's say any of us, if we were just suddenly just have to get on an airplane and fly to Dallas, not to return for 30 days, think about that for a minute. It's not like this is all in advance of the storm. It's not like they had days to prepare for this. They just loaded up and left and didn't come back for 30 days. That's that's a pretty shocking set of circumstances. And given kind of what they had to deal with coming back two and one, that's not a bad place to be in, is it?
1: No, I think uh, it's about as good as you could expect. And I think sometimes we're all guilty of that, Ricky, that looking at these NFL athletes or just professional athletes, celebrities, entertainers in general, as if they're not human beings. Sometimes we forget where there's a the, there's a little bit of a distance uh, when we see them on the screen. And I can remember talking to some Saints executives uh, in the days before they were getting ready to evacuate. And one of the biggest issues players had was their pets. I mean, it's it's no different than you and I. I mean, uh, people had to find uh, ways to get their, take, their pets taken care of. Some players couldn't find help and they had to jump in a car just like you and me and and roll seven, eight hours to Dallas because they couldn't find someone to sit their dogs and take care of them. And then once you mentioned it as, as well, they got over there expecting to be there maybe three or four days and they end up there for four weeks. Uh, they were not prepared uh, for their clothes, all the other uh, things, uh, things you have in your life. So yes, there's some stress involved with all that. And so I'm sure those guys were excited to get back in their own beds this past week.
0: Well, you said the last time we talked, um, oh, Chris, we go to Green Bay. There's, it's a, it's a, right in the wake of the storm. The team is focused. The team did a great job of deciding that they need to play the game in Jacksonville because it's, it's hard for for fans to get there from Green Bay. But besides, the team, especially Aaron Rodgers, didn't tend to play well there. So all that all that science and looking at the at the at the at the um, um, the experience that they had after Katrina and all that they learned from that man they they it was just an absolutely incredible performance but you you also said that it would be hard for them to stay at that peak that it, to, to come in that next game and have a big letdown game it really didn't surprise you but then again you said that when they go, go to to, to uh, play New England that uh, that they'll recover most likely, and uh, you know you've been kind of right every step of the way. You have a sense of this because you you sort of followed them after Katrina. You know the situation, and um, you know they 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 rose to the occasion for the most part. I mean it was a terrible letdown game, but their performance this past weekend, as you've already written, is a real look into the formula that they're going to have. It's a little bit boring to me, I might add. It's boring, and I and and and. Jameis scares me to death still, but um, but still, it's their formula. It's, the way, it's what they're going to do, isn't it?
1: Yeah, this team's, I think, built to win like those old Jim Mora Saints teams did on defense, uh, efficient offense, strong special teams with Morton Anderson back then. That's how those Saints teams won, and Sean Payton spoke to us this week, and he said, hey, it doesn't have to be aesthetically pleasing. We're in the winning business, that's what matters. He said when he gets on the post-game bus to ride to the airport, he doesn't even think about how many passing yards they had. It's all about what keys to victory they accomplished in that given game. And he he was quick to point out, Ricky, last week, this formula that worked for this game is not gonna be the same formula that works for the next week's game. And they come up with a different recipe for success with each given opponent And uh, it's going to change week to week. So you know, we don't know. This week they might come out and throw it for 400 yards. Uh, I'm not saying they will, but I don't think yet we determine exactly their full identity. But we know, as we've talked about on your program a bunch of times, this defense is special, and I think it's only going to continue to get better as the season goes.
0: Wow, it was it was really good. It was good to see. The defense played their hearts out. It was good to see Marshawn Lattimore come in, even with with you know some limitations because of the surgery. It was great just to see that team. You know, Malcolm Jenkins gets a pick six. I mean, I mean, you couldn't have scripted it any better. I mean, it was just everything you needed to happen from a defensive point of view. For the most part, it happened. And uh, even even to the extent, and and I think I want to just say once again that if people haven't gotten the SaintsNOLA.com Times Picayune newsletter, sign up for it. It's terrific. Comes out daily, and it gives you the sense that this this team, the, the journalists that surround that team from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, they're the best in the industry, and they are they are on top of it. But you know, you guys have analyzed every aspect of that game, including how they saw that weakness that weakness that was going to enable. Uh, um, um uh, Taysom Hill. My, my I was yes. hard to say Jamie and enable Taysom Hill to run like he did in that last that that last set of downs. Um it was it was a special thing in terms of finding the weaknesses and taking advantage of them, wasn't it, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, here's the thing, Ricky, this is why I had such confidence. I don't know for sure that they were gonna dominate the Patriots the way they did. That was a little surprising to me, but I knew the Saints were gonna play better than they did in week two. That mean that was a given. That was That was an outlier performance. I think Carolina is much better than everybody thought, and I think the Saints kind of laid an egg in that game with some extenuating circumstances. But there's no person in this business that Sean Payton respects more than Bill Belichick, and I knew he was going to have every T-crossed, every I-dotted in his game plan for that week. He was not going to let his team play poorly because of the respect level he has for Bill Belichick, what he's accomplished up there. So I knew the Saints would be prepared, and they certainly were. You can sense the energy. I was on the field before the game, and the players were dancing. They were chanting. Uh, There was definite motivation after what had happened in Week 2. So you just knew they were going to play better, and I thought their preparation and their game plan was spot on, and they exposed some weaknesses in the in the Patriots' defensive game plan. And I think the Patriots are in for another long season. I mean, they're transitioning to a rookie quarterback, and I knew the Saints' defense would give him a lot of problems. He hadn't faced a defense as good as the Saints in his first two games, and we saw what happened. Three interceptions really kind of changed the game.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting, though, Jeff, I don't care what profession you're in, whether you're doing a show like Coast View, whether you're writing a column for NOLA.com or Times Speaking, whether you're out on that field playing, preparation's what makes you better. you got to be focused on excellence. So the reason that they came out on that field and they were excited and motivated and you could see the motivation in them is because they're prepared. I mean, they. I mean, when, you, they had it hammered in them. You said, you said this was going to be a chess match between those two guys. And as a guy who's covered, you know, the Saints for all these years, it's got to be. Do you view that game different than you would your typical game, knowing the kind of minds that are? got yeah, Belichick on one side and Sean Payton on the other. Does it change the way you watch the game?
1: Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Sean Payton coached that game differently than he would a lot of other games, just because the respect he has for Belichick. And I think there's a little bit – and look, I've tweeted out a bunch of things on social media about the Saints' passing numbers being down and the fact that they've won both their games this year with Jameis Winston passing for less than 150 yards in each win. Ricky, in 15 years under Drew Brees, that only happened twice. In 15 years, it's already happened twice this year. So the Saints are playing conservative, but that's also circumstantial. The Saints got big leads against both New England – and Green Bay, two very respected opponents, and when you get those 17-3, 21-3 leads, you're basically just managing the lead at that point, and that's what Jameis Winston did. Uh, he didn't try to put the ball in harm's way. He uh, took some sacks he might not have in, the, in other situations, but he did what he was being coached to do, and it worked, and so I think uh, as everyone has kind of broken down every little stat with Jameis Winston, we need to just kind of recognize it's still a, a small body of work, and the circumstances in those games kind of dictated how he performed. So let me ask you this.
0: Okay, because I, I said at the beginning that he makes me nervous. Jameis Winston still makes me nervous. During, during the couple of preseason games that we had, we really he looked great. He looked sharp, and that one game in particular really, really looked sharp. He seemed a little bit more relaxed or whatever. What I notice, and maybe I mean I'd be interested to hear what people are saying about this, but what I notice is, is it possible that I know that with the exception of that one touchdown where he was falling and he shouldn't have thrown the ball, but he did, and it turned out fine, but it might not have turned out so fine, with the exception of that, he tends to be what I'm observing is reluctant. He just seems reluctant. Whereas football needs to be a little more spontaneous, certainly you got to be you got to be trained and, and 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 well prepared, but then you got to go out there and sort of let their your instincts go. And I don't sense that that's happening. But well, let's do this. We're going to go to break. We'll come back on the other side, and I want to get your thoughts and what the scuttlebutt is around Jameis Winston. We'll see see you after this with Jeff Duncan. also listen live to super talk mississippi gulf coast 103.1 on your amazon alexa devices once you've enabled the skill just say alexa open super talk
1: mississippi gulf coast talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live this is coast view with ricky matthews on super talk mississippi gulf coast 103.1
0: Welcome back to Coach It's Saints Friday here with Jeff Duncan from Nolo.com and the Times-Pick Union. When we went to break, I was asking Jeff about Jameis Winston. Had they put a muffle on him too much? Is he sure of himself? He seems hesitant. I guess that's the word I would use. What's your read on that?
1: I think it's a good question. I think it's a fair question, but I also think we don't really know the answer, Ricky. I mean, I, like I said, the The circumstances in these games were so extraordinary where the Saints had such big leads against quality opponents that I think the marching orders changed to suddenly let's deviate from the game plan we had coming in and here's the new game plan that is don't mess up don't give anything easy to the opponent and that is what was the the recipe for success in those games once Malcolm Jenkins had that pick six to start the second half. You've got a three-score lead on the New England Patriots in New England, uh, a, a team that's got the best winning record uh, in the league at home in the last like 12 years. So you just want to get out of there with a win. Uh, what you know, stack, stocking the passing numbers at that point weren't were not was not important. So I think we're going to find out more as we get into some more. Uh, regular games, but these first two games, the Saints have gotten up so quickly that I think those circumstances dictated how the game was called and how Jameis Winston played and how how uh, he was coached by, by Sean Payton. So let's go let's go back
0: one one more one more I think fine point on this that really gets to the maturation or lack of maturation of Jameis Winston, and that is that for two years now. He's been very focused on learning a new system, getting his PhD in uh, in offense with the Saints under Sean Payton, understanding progressions and understanding how to protect the ball. All those things, because you know, let's face it, his last couple of years in Tampa were a disaster, at least from a from a turnover point of view. And so he comes to the Saints. And he's been in this system, and he talks about it really well, and whatever. But again, we haven't had a. You say the body of work. We've got three, really three games to look at, and we don't have enough evidence yet. But it makes you wonder whether he's really internalized and truly been reprogrammed, or whether he's consciously just trying not to turn the ball over. You know, I, I don't know I don't know what the answer to that is. But again, you know, I'm not asking you to tell me. You you've made your comment comment about that. I think we just need to see more evidence and then we'll see where this goes. It is cool to see that Taysom Hill he readily admits he was disappointed about not getting the top uh, role, but I man he was in he was in the offense more than 50% of the time this past week and he's playing special teams, they're starting to get him into that. It's great to see his leadership on the team, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and uh, he's kind of embraced it. He just wants to win. I mean, at heart, he's a football player, not just a quarterback. And uh, he's probably the Saints' best short yardage running back. Uh, You know, he's got such power, and that worked against the Patriots. uh, The Patriots are going to struggle this year, I think, to stop the run. I think the Saints knew that going in. Uh, The offensive line played extremely well. They lost uh, Teron Armstead early on, and uh, you know James Hurst came in and replaced him. They were playing without uh, Eric McCoy again, and you had Calvin Throckmorton, a, a former undrafted rookie, starting up there, and they really dominated the Patriots up front and used those big, heavy jumbo packages with Taysom Hill at quarterback to their advantage. And Really, that, that drive was masterful, the decisive drive that put that game away. Uh, When you can do that at the NFL level, Ricky, just run the ball down somebody's throat like that. Uh, That doesn't happen very often and was very impressive.
0: Well, you know, you you talked about the the number ones at the beginning of the season that we have. Our team is strong. You look across. Had a couple places we need to shore up, like in defensive backs, for example. You're worried, though, that the depth may not be there. So if we started to get some injuries like on the offensive line, for example, like we've gotten you were not sure. You're not sure about how that's gonna look. You, know, you you weren't sure if we got some injuries on the defensive line, which was a strength, how that was gonna look. What's your take on that now?
1: Well I think it's better than I thought it was a month ago, no doubt. I mean those guys like Calvin Throckmorton have stepped up. They're unproven at, at the NFL level. So we didn't know how they would respond. Who knew that Paulson the Debo would start a corner, a third-round draft pick and didn't even play football last year and be as good as he's been so far. Uh, He's kind of held off Bradley Roby so far in the starting lineup. I don't know how long that's going to last, but for now, he's played well enough to where you, uh, Sean Payton said it, Ricky, cornerback went from being a weakness to now I think it's a strength on this team uh, with the the additions of, of Bradley Roby and Desmond Trufant the emergence of Paulson Adibo and, of course, Marshawn Lattimore. You've got four solid cornerbacks that you can rely on. And look around the league; uh, everyone's trying to find a cornerback right now. Carolina just traded for one down in Jacksonville. Tampa Bay just signed Richard Sherman. So I think the Saints have done a tremendous job in their personnel department of bolstering some of these weak spots. We got less
0: than a minute left. Uh, what you what you're looking forward to this this Sunday?
1: Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the the home field advantage for the first time in over 635 days in the Superdome. Saints have probably had to wait longer than anybody else to have a full crowd in their home venue. Uh, It's going to be electric in there on Sunday, and I think the Saints are going to win this one going away. They're playing a, a really... A, a struggling Giants team that hasn't won a game all season. And it's going to feel a little bit, a little bit like
0: uh, the Super Dome in 2006, when uh, the Saints came back after after this, the dome was uh, renovated. What a great game that was! I was there. How exciting! So anyway, thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you, Ricky. We'll talk about another big win next week.
0: Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.